Hello my loves, welcome back to another podcast episode. I am your host Self Love Lydia. For those of you who don't know me, I am a self-love coach and mentor to women across the world. I am a trauma-informed creative psychotherapist and my mission is to help as many women as I can cultivate deep self-love and what this means for me is a process of bringing women back home to their bodies so they can see that everything that they need is inside of them and they can stop searching the external to make them see that they are worthy, they are enough, they are lovable, they are beautiful, all of these really gorgeous things that we should we should feel. You know what I just thought was super funny? Every time I do this podcast episode, you probably get an in, a different introduction because I don't have the software at the moment to like chop it all together. So my podcast episodes are literally one take episodes at the minute. And I just thought then, I probably said something so different last week, but it's the same vibe. You get the vibe. This week, I actually want to do a podcast episode around a topic I have been wanting to talk about for so long since I came back from Bali, which was changing up my whole business model, moving away from high ticket, um, moving away from running business the way I have done for the three years I have been an online coach. This is a big process that I went through in Bali I, I reference Bali a lot in these podcast episodes because honestly, the realizations that it gave me was just like a continuous gift. And now that I'm home, what I'm really able to do is integrate all of these things that I got in Bali, you know, all of these moments, all of these realizations, all of this space that I created coming back to my feminine, like I'm just able to implement that. And it's so nice to now see the fruits of my labor as they say paying off so yeah this week I just want to talk about that and I really really think that this is something that goes against the grain of the online space if you're listening to this now and you're a coach it's like this is probably going to go against everything that you see and that you've heard and you've been told for the full time you've been a coach in the online business and in the online space, sorry. And that's okay. And one of the other things, you just take what resonates, you just take what works. None of this might resonate with you. And this, like I said in the Instagram post, this is not about this or that. It's like, I'm very much in my own lane at the moment. I'm doing my own fucking thing. I'm building my own business. I'm building my own vision anything that I say in this episode around the coaching industry it's not directly pointed at anybody if anything I will probably reflect on my own self because I'm very much comfortable with doing that you know I will call out my own bullshit um but yeah it's not a this or that it's not to say that high ticket is wrong it's just to say that like it no longer feels aligned with me my mission my purpose you know, my heart, what I feel like I'm on this earth to do for multiple, multiple, multiple reasons, which I really struggle to like put into context on an Instagram story and also an Instagram reel. So I just want to go into it a little bit more depth. I'm just going to free talk in this episode and just literally share like my perspective and what I'm moving away from and why I'm moving away from it. So one of the things I was thinking before when I was just writing this was I bet there's an episode out there in this podcast archive where I have openly 
spoken about high ticket, where I have celebrated high ticket, where I have said, I love high ticket. I have promoted what I've spent. There will be that. There's probably that trickled into multiple episodes. However, that's not to say that I no longer disagree with those things. You know, I haven't gone back to listen to it, but it's just even that in it's in itself though, like that uncomfortability of calling self out. It's almost like in the online space, we're not able to change our minds. You know, we're not able to say, "Oh, I thought that, and I no longer think that anymore." without it being, without us feeling like we're going against ourselves or we're not being congruent or we're not being authentic. And actually, it's so nice when your opinion changes because it means that one, you're growing and two, you're getting knowledge from different spaces. You're you're shifting your perspective. You're seeing different perspectives. So it's good, like as a practitioner, as a coach, as a therapist, you know, anybody running a business or anybody just in life, you shouldn't really have the same perspective continuously about certain topics. Like if it's your core values, obviously, you know, you're going to have the same perspective because it might be something that you hold dear to your heart. But certain things like you want your perspective to change and it doesn't make you any less authentic or it doesn't make you a fraud. It just means that now you don't think that. So I just thought it was interesting how as when I went to do this episode, this internal like, oh, you're going to be a contradiction came up. And I'm like, no, I'm sat with it for a minute. No, cool with that. Like, I'll just open the episodes and talk about that. Like, it is what it is. So I have decided to move away from high ticket offers in my coaching business. I have decided to move away from only charging multi four figures for the work that I do and total transparency with the journey with my pricing so when I really up leveled into becoming a coach I would say and then I I also started investing high and this is another thing that I see happening in the coaching industry that many people that invest in high ticket they almost have to now create a business that is offering high ticket for you to be able to sustain that level of investment that you're making this is another realization that I had in my business around my business in Bali is like like my nervous system was shot to fucking bits it didn't feel sustainable it didn't feel good in my nervous system um and it just didn't make sense like it just got to a point when I was sitting with all of this in Bali and I was like that actually doesn't make sense to me and doesn't feel good to me and yeah it just I just don't want to do it anymore. So, you know, I've come home from Bali and I've really looked at what core offers I want to bring. And, you know, at the moment, I'm only clear on the one-on-one work that I'm doing. You know, what that can gift women and the transformation that they can get from that and moving away from this whole thing of, like, what you invest is the level of transformation. And it just feels so disingenuous in my body now I'm like oh I don't like that at all so this kind of just to give you a backstory to the journey so obviously I was in Bali I was doing all of this work this healing work you know I transitioned over into being a business coach that was going really well had the mastermind 
Then coming up to my 30s, obviously everything starts to unravel when you, you know, reach a big milestone. And just my life started to fall apart. And I was like, okay. And one of the things that came up again was business. And I was like, oh, this is super interesting. Like, why is business coming up? And it was just almost like this message of move away from. I am drinking a cacao as I do this episode. So I apologize for the pause. I don't apologize for the pauses. I really, really felt like cacao. So I just made one Um, simultaneously while recording. So I, yeah, so business, I just started to get this calling of like, come back to self-love, come back to self-love. And I remember at the time I had a coach and I had a call with her and I was like, it's just not resonating. And I was like, but why is it changing again? Like, I don't understand why it's changing again. And there was a lot of resistance to me again, changing the direction that I was heading in. I didn't want to change back into self-love, even though there was just a pull within and just this very intuitive thing of like, this is what you teach. Like, this is you. Like, this is the path that you're meant to go down. The body image, the self-love, all of that stuff. So I paused my coaching actually because I was just really fucking overwhelmed with it. And what was really, really interesting is just before I came back home for my 30th, I literally spent like a day or like a few hours doing this really intensive business deep dive. And I felt so good about my direction. I was like, these are my offers. These are my price points. They feel so good. Like I'm so excited. And then boom, all of this started to unravel. So I was super confused. Anyway, I go to Bali. I'm doing all of this work, all of this processing. And obviously you can't choose the work that you do, that you can't choose what area you do it around. If you go into a breathwork session, it might bring up your personal stuff, but it might bring up business stuff it might change the direction of your life externally or it might bring stuff stuff up in your like your internal it's just a dance and it's a blend isn't it it's just it it's always flitting between internal and external when we do this work and we're creating space and moving through things so there was a lot of time in Bali I felt completely lost I felt like I had no direction I would sit on a therapy call and I'd be like I actually don't know what I'm going to do. And it's given me anxiety, like in, like extreme anxiety because I'm due to go home soon. And I almost felt like I was going home and I was going to have my life figured out when I left Bali. And it feels like the opposite of that is happening. Like, I don't understand why it's happening. And I remember having calls with my therapist and I was like, you know, I, we, <sighs> she'd ask me questions like, who are you? And I'd be like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know who this version of me is who's done all of this work because it was happening that quick that it's so funny how I'm going into this story, but it leads up. I like to give you context. It was happening that quick and that rapid, the growth that I was doing, like every single week when I'd come to therapy, I'd just be in a different place. And my my therapist was like, I don't have another client that can process and move through things as quick as you, whilst also really, truly, genuinely being able to like feel it and sit with it, like not masking that you're moving through things. So I remember having many, many times where I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. I remember having many calls where I was like, I don't, know where I fit in am I a psychotherapist charging 50 pounds an hour am I a coach charging fucking 6k an hour like I don't know what I'm doing um and at this point you know I'd got to the point where I had proof that I could charge multi four figures like someone had paid me six thousand pounds for six months of work 
I had that evidence in my evidence bank that I could make that much money. I had a session with my coach and we spoke about charging as a business coach. I think it was like 15k for one-on-one coaching. And I remember sitting on that call and I was like, oh my God, that feels like super edgy. Like I don't, what? I was like, why was I charged that? And I remember this thing coming up around you know, women are out there and they want to invest the money and they want to invest because they want that level of transformation. And that was a thing that was kind of almost the underpinnings to the structure of my business for a good year or so, I'd say. Um, And I just remember in Bali sitting on a call with my therapist and then I was like, but, and then I'm being told to to charge £30 an hour as a new psychotherapist. And I'm like, I just don't understand this like void of space that I'm in between these two worlds. And I don't know where I fit into it. Um, And I remember doing a lot of journaling work around who am I? And I was doing a lot of work around my role models. And, you know, one morning I went for a walk on the beach. I meditated. I went to this coffee shop and I just sat on my phone and I just, the the top of the note says, who is Lydia? Um, And I just wrote out. And I was so interested and intrigued at what came up when I wrote that out. So if I can actually find it, I will try and read out a little snippet. Oh yeah. Lydia has, who am I? Going forward with my life, I want to have impact. I want to cut all the BS out of running an online business and I want to spend my time in the room with people, all types of women, not just the women who can afford to pay me. Sure, I can make a lot of money doing what I I do, but right now my soul is craving time in sessions, being face-to-face with women and facilitating space so they can grow and heal. I want to wake up with purpose. I want routine and structure. I want a team. I I want to meet mentors, people who make me think, expand my knowledge, make me question my development and who I am as a facilitator. I want to be challenged, stimulated and be back in the you know, the work and space. And then I go on to talk about wanting to make my impact in the academic field. I want to focus on self-love, body image, trauma, all of these different things. So this was written on the 30th of March at 8am in the morning in Bali. And I remember that writing that out. And I remember thinking that doesn't feel like me, even though I wrote that out, it really doesn't feel like me. It didn't give me any clarity. And the reason why I'm sharing this as well, this little moment is because these were things that I pulled on to help me restructure my business and my pricing. So when I done work around who my role models were, when I done work around who it is that I want to be, and I didn't overly think, I just let myself type out who it is that I think I am. And, you know, that kind of just, that that was it with the work. It kind of just, I done it in my own time and it, it was there. And even to the point where I, before I left Bali, the week I left and I had a therapy session and I still said, you know, like, I don't feel like there's any clarity. I don't know what I'm going home to do. I feel overwhelmed. I got on that flight and not once did I think about it again. I just didn't think about it. And then at the retreat on the last night, I just started crying after the sister circle. And I was just like, this is it, this feeling, like what I've been able to give these women, what these women have been able to give me just the transfer of energy, the growth that we've all given each other, being in space with women, women, facilitating this, like it just almost slapped me in the face of, but if you only charge high ticket for it, then not everyone can have this feeling and every woman deserves this feeling. 
And I remember one of the girls on the retreat saying to me, Catherine, who's invested in me. And the work we'd done, by the way, was fucking incredible. The work me and Catherine done, you know, the price point obviously was high ticket, but I, that doesn't change my mind on that price point and the work that we done because it was, it was insane. But I remember her saying on the retreat, you know, people have said to me, oh, well, not everyone can afford a Lydia. And I was like, oh no, like, I don't like that. I do not like that, but not in a way that made me feel bad in a way that inspired me. I'm like, how can every woman have a Lydia then? Like, how can I make that happen? And then coming home, it just really, really was like sitting with myself and just taking action on things that come to mind. Like this, this week alone, I've had two ideas and I'm just moving on them. And I'm just like, just let me do it. Just let me see. You know, I've done my website. I've got my core offer out now of the psychotherapy sessions and the sacred self-love sessions. And it feels so good in my body. Like it feels like my heart feels so in alignment with it. It feels like this capacity to build. It feels like women can have access to these sessions. It feels like the impact is the main focus for me now overcharging the six figures or charging sorry the four figures so now I'm going to actually go into some of the reasons why I moved away from high ticket but that was almost like the process okay because what I want people to appreciate is that I didn't just wake up one morning and be like I'm no longer doing high ticket I love to share my process because it shows you the true kind of almost like journey that you go on to pull away from expectations from self and others narratives that you hear how you think things should be you know the process it can take to come back into your feminine and your heart and leave from that the permission slips that you need on multiple layers to just decide that you want to do your thing like what would happen if you went into your mastermind I don't know if you're a coach listening to this but what would happen if you went into your mastermind and said I don't want to charge high ticket like, would your coach be able, so how, I don't want to charge high ticket, so how, how can you help me create a sustainable business? Would your coach know how to hold that space for you? Would your coach know what offers to create? Would your coach know how to coach you and hold you in that decision without making you feel like it's a money mindset issue or you don't believe in yourself and you just have to think that? Or are you coming into these spaces and because you're investing so much fucking money in them, you almost feel this underlying pressure that you might not even be aware of, but almost like this background, dysregulated nervous system of, well, I have to charge more in order for me to be able to pay for this. So the reasons why I decided to move away from high ticket was one, I don't think self-love should just be exclusive to women who can afford to pay thousands of pounds for it I really just in my heart I'm like no and my business to be fair has never only had that option but what was happening is it was gearing more towards that option because I remember when I joined the freedom experience with Susie I really liked the price point and the divine and they literally said to me okay I think you like make it into a six-month thing, I think you charge like three grand for it, and it was almost that thing of like, well, why would you not do that, because you can do that, and when you're in this environment, you're like, oh yeah, I can do that, and you don't realize how much that like 
reprograms your thought processes and you almost you're in this little online space bubble so you lose like touch of reality and one of the things I've I openly reflect back on and you know I feel like in that moment when I invested in the freedom experience and I was investing a lot of fucking money it was like 1200 pounds a month and I almost feel like there was a disconnect between me and my audience at that point um I feel like without meaning to, I I left my audience and, you know, that might sound crazy, but I feel like my intention was still there, but without realizing it, it's almost like my subconscious or my mind, sorry, was being programmed to start thinking a different way. And I was in different spaces. And anytime I spoke about the price point, it would always be reflected back of, well, why? Well, if women want it enough, they will be able to pay for it. And it's only now that I'm out of that space, I'm like, oh my God, like it shouldn't be that way. Actually, like that, everything was working so perfectly with the divine. You know, everything was working so perfectly in my business. I was making a comfortable living. I was having so much fucking impact. You know, I was being there for my girls in the spaces. I was just, it was all working. And it's so fucking interesting how, short of a time you even need to be in that space consuming all of that content for it to start to make an impact without you realizing it and you know when you're in spaces where things are being turned around you will you know you're not maybe you just need to go away and connect to money mindset because you don't want to charge that and then you start to feel like it's a you problem you know you've invested so that means other people can invest and it's like okay but and it just now for me that just literally makes me like recoil in my body to think about saying that to somebody as a coach um or even holding space for someone as a mentor and saying that like that just does not feel good at all what feels good is like honoring part of like money mindset but then also having a foot in reality and coming up with a price that feels really really good in the body like what does this feel really good for me to charge does this feel ethical for me to charge this um and that just feels really really nice for me going forward so all of my pricings have almost been this thing of how does this feel in my body does this feel good in my body and people say you know you, you the lower you charge the more people you have to get in and I'm like so what that means the more women I'm impacting so now if I have to get 10 women through the door compared to one who will pay me that price, I don't care because it means 10 women get to come into space with me and work on their self-love. And it's just almost like these perspective shifts and I'm like, oh yeah, well that makes so much fucking sense, doesn't it? So this thing of like self-love only being affordable for certain brackets of women it's again a huge privilege like it's a massive privilege and in the online space we're so quick to people are just so quick to talk shit like no disrespect but people in the online space talk shit they gaslight they spiritual bypass they fucking trauma dump to try and make connections and it's just like can we not can you not see your privilege and your level of self-entitlement? Like, are you blind to it? Like, go out there and go after your dreams. 
but also check yourself for your level, your sheer level of self-entitlement. And if you are annoyed that you are not making 10K a month, like have a fucking sit down minute with yourself. I mean, not to be rude, maybe I'm not the person for you if you listen to this, but just honestly, like just give it a rest. The state of the world that we're in at the moment and there's bigger problems than coaches out there not making six figures like it's ridiculous and then also the flip side of this is like I send so much compassion and love to these women who feel like they need to make this figure because it's what coaches do or it's a market of success or it's a market for their self-worth or they've invested that much money out they're just trying to make it back like whatever it it is I just want you to know that I send love and compassion to you because I have been there for so long and you might not even realize that you're there which is the other thing, I never realized I was there, so, also the other thing around, like, only charging high ticket is, and it comes back to the privilege of, like, the marginalized people need this work so fucking much, like, why do you think there's, like, endless wait lists for, um, mental health, therapy, counseling, like, why do you think there's endless wait lists, because, the world is, is trying to now reboot and come back after a collective traumatic experience of COVID-19. Then on top of that, you add all of the individual suffering, all of the suffering that happens in, you know, certain marginalized communities. People need this work so much. And for me, it doesn't feel okay to only offer it a high ticket or to only offer my work for top head end hundreds of pounds going into the thousands um and that's one of the reasons going forward you know I, I will charge high ticket offers when I approach corporate corporate companies pay me multi four figures for me to come in and teach your staff for me to work on the wellness of your staff oh I will happily charge that because I know that they can afford it and that, oh, that feels good in my body for me. But I that's not also how I'm choosing to operate anymore. I am also doing donation-based workshops in the summer for teenage girls. Because I know that this next generation of women coming up is... I can't even imagine how they're going to be with everything that they're experiencing. I can't imagine how mothers are struggling to deal with their teenage daughters who have issues with their body, who are over-sexualized, who don't have any connection with their body, who are numbed out and overstimulated on social media, who just, like, how do you deal with that? Where do these young girls have places to go? Because it's all so normalized now. And for me, it's just like, how can I just get in every single pocket and just shove self-love into people's faces? And again, you know, the other things I'm thinking about for my business going forward is when we're speaking about self-love, not just being for the privileged women, I want to get women of color on this podcast and I want them to talk about what self-love means in their communities. Like, what does self-love mean to a black woman living in England? What does self-love woman, what does self-love mean to an Asian woman? Because we can't, I can't just use my white perspective when I'm trying to have impact and reach and make a difference in the world. So like you see, 
the reason why I'm sharing that, even though I was talking about high ticket, is because you now start to see how I'm showing up and thinking about my business because I'm here to make long-term changes in this world. Like, I'm not just after immediate gratification. Pay me high ticket for my work because I deserve it. So one of the other reasons why I chose to come away from high ticket is because when I was looking at my role models, which is another really, really nice thing that you can do to almost like if you're feeling a little bit lost in your business, if you feel like, you know, you don't really know what direction you're heading in, look at your role models. Who are they? The first people that came back for me were, you know, your academics, your Peter, Dr. Jordan Peterson, your Renee Brown, your Dr. Levine's, People who excite me are people who are experts in human experiences. They excite me. They fire something up in me because I know the sheer amount of work and passion that these people have. Like, we think we have passion running a business. Okay, we do. But do you know how much passion you have to have to dedicate three to five years to your life to a research project? to do a doctorate you're not getting paid to do it and you but you are that passionate about the subject and you want to make a difference in the academic space and find out something new and you're curious so like all of these qualities around these people really really inspire me so when I was doing the list of who my role models are and why they're my role models that was another thing that almost hit me in the face of you know if these are the people that you look up to and they inspire you, then why are you not spending more time looking at what they do and trying to structure a business the way that they do? And, you know, Brene Brown and Jordan Peterson, they were lecturers in universities, even while they were doing TED Talks. Jordan Peterson had his own private practice up until 2018. Like, these people are experts and have spent their whole career, like, 40-plus years. And there's so many amazing people out there. And they don't just have to be academics. I'm just talking about my own, um, you know, role models, the people I look up to. But then it almost, like, dawned on me that... How is it that some people in the online space have the fucking audacity to charge 60 grand for a month Foxer coaching? And these people who are qualified, experienced, experts in their field, have had hundreds of hours face-to-face with humans, understanding the field that they're in. How is it that they're not online saying to people, pay me 60 grand to come to a seminar? Or Jordan Peterson's not saying to people, pay me £400 to come and watch me talk for two hours. Yet some people on Instagram are out there doing the fucking most with the prices. Like, what? That was another thing. I was just like, no, absolutely not. And again, I'm not taking anything away from people who do charge high ticket and that's how their business runs. But like, almost check yourself a little bit again. Just come off the self-entitlement stool and just have a minute. Um, especially, especially if you're a transformational coach, especially if you're a transformational coach. Like, it's wild to me, now that I look at it, that people will pay 20, 30 grand for a mindset coach. And I'm like, 
Wa. <laughs> Wa. I don't want like make it make sense, please. I don't understand. Um so that was another thing looking at my role models and you know getting really like I guess just stepping out the coaching industry and just being like, hmm. Well, this is fascinating when you look at it from this perspective. And then when I was looking at my role models, I all I realized they all in the long game. It was never ever about money. It was never about money with Jordan Peterson. It's never about money with Brene Brown. It's never about money with Dr. Levine. You know, the writer of the body keeps the score. It was never about he never done these things to get wealth and riches and then parade that on fucking social media. They've done it because they are so passionate and they genuinely want to help people and they have dedicated their time behind the scenes doing jobs again another thing that's demonized on social media they've just done their jobs they've become experts and their time has come and they've grabbed that with both hands and now the fruits of their expertise and their and their dedication and their time has come to them and there's so many incredible incredible people out there doing this who don't feel disappointed that they're not earning multi-six figures a year like they don't feel hard done to they just fucking do what they love doing and they go to work and they help people. But so many of so many coaches are on Instagram talking about helping people, but then saying, okay, pay me 10k plus to do that. Like, fuck no. In my world, no thank you. I am totally rege- pushing that back to you. No thank you. Um so that was another thing. And the part of this being in the long game as well, I I just done a lot of nervous system work in Bali and I realized as well through like conversations with my friends like this was another big one they're all interestingly moving away from how the online space is and I was just talking about how actually dysregulated charging high ticket sales feels for fell for my nervous system like it just felt just edgy is the only word I can think of all the fucking time the pressure consumed me um because usually when you're charging high ticket you're that you're paying somebody high ticket so it's kind of like money in money out and I was just like I actually don't feel like this is sustainable. Like, I don't want to do this. I want to create a sustainable business where my nervous system is rested and I just have nice offers that have impact at different price points that are affordable. Like, that that's what feels good for me. Um, so that was another re- another way that I was just like... I actually don't want that energy. I don't want that rush when someone pays me and then for it to go again. And for so long in my business, I spent the majority of my time from joining the Freedom Experience feeling like that. And I remember talking in the Freedom Experience and saying, like, I don't feel like it's working for a transformational coach. Like, it's just not working. What you're asking me to do, like, you're asking me to put these year-long containers together, like, at six, seven, eight, nine, ten k. Like, I don't, I don't understand, and it's not working, and it just didn't feel good in my body at all. One of the other reasons why I moved away from high ticket, just let me have a slurp of my cacao. 
I promise at some point I will get back to being professional in these um, podcast episodes. One of the other reasons I moved away from high ticket also is because I have now realized that my worth is no longer attached to my price point. And this is something I see very, very much in the online business, in the online space. And the other thing I don't agree with anymore is that, you know, you charge your worth. No, I am sorry. You do not just wake up one morning and charge your fucking worth. You take into account your qualifications, your experience, your expertise, the proof of what you can give to people. You you take into account all of these different things because I am seeing too many people in the online space, especially transformational coaches, which, which fucking irates me so much, decide that they can just charge 5k and they've done a coaching course and they're now working with body image. And I'm like, who the fuck are you to charge that? Like, that's so unethical. Like, you you can't just charge what you feel you're worth. And then you see a lot of marketing. Oh, if you don't feel like you're worth that, if you don't feel this, if you don't feel that, it honestly just feels like super, super narcissistic, like a little toxic relationship is going on in the online space now. And I'm just like, Ugh. like, no, can we please stop manipulating people to feel like if they don't charge X amount, they don't feel worthy, they don't feel whole because maybe they're just ethical and they don't want to do that. Or maybe it just doesn't feel good for their audience. Or maybe they just, they have a different business model that is working just fine for them. So this was massive for me because as my prices have increased over the, you know, over the years, it's always been like, Oh, but they they must feel like they're worth more than me because they charge more. And I remember, this is something I spoke about to my therapist. I remember saying, how is it that I am a highly educated, intelligent woman who gets incredible transformations with her clients and I can go on Instagram and I can see somebody who doesn't have the same level of qualifications and experience as me charging double what I'm charging. And I was like, how is that possible? How are we in a world where that's happening? And, you know, the thing I'd sit with is, well, you just don't feel worthy of it. Well, you just don't feel worthy of doing that. And actually, it's not that I don't feel worthy. It's just that it didn't feel good in my body to do that anymore. But again, if it feels good for you and you want to charge that, you charge that. This is not about this or that. This is just my perspective on things and talk through it a little bit and I just really feel like we need to take a moment again in the online space where we are really checking our credentials and our expertise and what we can give clients and what we can hold space in you know if you are and I've openly said I don't even have a coaching qualification but I started coaching when I started my psychotherapy degree and I had had at that point five years working with high-risk individuals which means I've done a lot of trauma training I've done a lot of training around you know working with humans I'd held groups before I'd how to notice people's vulnerability I'd done so much training in the work that I'd done before that it felt good for me to transition into the online space without the qualification of being a coach because I was doing the psychotherapy degree so it's just 
bizarre to me that some people can be charging high ticket and like they don't even have a coaching qualification and the other thing I speak about as well it's not enough to just pull on your experience and the fact that you want to help other people do it like that's not enough again when I started out I was doing the psychotherapy degree so I was doing that and I remember in the early days talking in a group I was in and I was saying I wanted to do this so I could help women and be qualified to hold space. And I remember people saying to me, oh, I'm like an energetics coach and I've helped women through trauma. And even then I was like, alarm bells. Well, you shouldn't be. You should not be helping someone if you're not qualified to help them with trauma, with any of these things. And I almost feel like now because of the way that the online space is working with the high ticket, it's just like people are so quick to invest in masterminds and business coaches with the hope that their business will then become this really successful multi-six-figure business and what you're failing to realize is you should actually be investing in things that are gonna really develop your expertise and your skill set and the safety that you can hold for the person so if you're a coach in the body image space instead of investing in a mastermind if you don't have that spare cash you should actually do an online course or do a day course or not even a day course, do a program that is actually going to give you the quali- like the expertise and the qualification and the knowledge to hold space for body image, for women around body image, that you owe that to your clients. And I always feel like investing in coaches for the money is now the big thing. And this is one of the other reasons why I just tapped out of that. I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not having my worth attached to a figure I'm no longer feeling like if I only charge multi-four figures, well, that's that's a reflection of the transformation because actually it's not. Like I am unbelievably incredible at what I do. You can have a conversation with me and something could land that I say and it's completely free. You can come and have a coffee with me and I could make an impact in your life or your thought processes. You can pay me and have a session with me. You can listen to this podcast. Like it doesn't matter if it's free or it's £50,000 at every single level. I'm good at what I do because I'm just good at what I do. And that almost is something that we don't see reflected anymore in the online space. We only see the numbers serving as a reflection of how good somebody is. And, you know, people are judging people based on what they charge. People are deciding if it's the right coach for them based on what they charge. So for me excuse me, when I had this realization, I was almost like, well, that just feels like it's the same as when we attach our weight or our aesthetic to our self-worth. It almost just feels like what we've done is we've moved that goalpost and we brought another one in and now it's based around figures and money and what we charge. And that was just like a full body no. Like, we're not going down this path anymore. We are not doing this. Like, your price is your price. And you will be, you're so worth it because your worth is not attached to your price. Like, it's not a reflection of the transformation. So that was one of the other reasons why I stepped away from a high ticket. And I must say, it's created so much space. This has almost just been, like, a little podcast on my perspective of the coaching industry, hasn't it? Um... And I think, you know, definitely I've, well, I know I've been guilty of 
doing some of these things and I do believe in self-investment I a thousand percent do I do believe and I will be taking price into accordance when I'm doing things like the retreat for example when I'm doing you know programs where you get outside support with me the price comes into play in some ways you know the transformation what you get how much time you get with me all of that stuff does come into consideration however I'm no longer just like pulling a spiritual number out of fucking thin air and going online and making people feel like shit if they can't invest that like it's so the more I like have my eyes open to it I'm just like it's actually quite manipulative to do that like it's actually quite manipulative to tell somebody that it's her fault if she can't sign up for your program or she can't pay two months of wages to work with you and you know what what we're just making women feel like is it's not for them we're just making women feel like pressured to get this money together we're making women feel like it's not they're not going to get anywhere because they can't afford to pay high ticket and it almost feels like as well high ticket nowadays is anything from like fucking 5k plus that's what it feels like and it's just it's just mad like the level of self-entitlement in the online space is crazy um but yeah, I am no longer operating that way anymore. So I'm really thankful for that. And as someone who has invested a lot of money into herself, both with coaches and, you know, courses, travel, like Bali was a massive investment for growth. I've invested in obviously, you know, my masters, all of these different things. One of the things I can say is like, I actually don't really feel like I've got a huge amount of return on investment invest in high ticket myself I don't really feel like I have in terms of like business um not obviously with everyone with some people I've actually got really amazing benefits in terms of like the support the ideas having that soundboard all of those different things so this is not to take away from anybody that I've worked with in the past I just mean from like that perspective compared to investing in other ways I just will not be doing that anymore I just won't be investing high ticket anymore like I will no longer be thinking that six seven eight nine ten k on a coach is what I should do to be successful because it's not and I would rather take that money and go to Portugal for the week and do the biodynamic breath work and then pay to do their six month online course so even that even when you look at things like that biodynamic worldwide fucking incredible incredible form of training I think the online course is like four thousand for six months but you're qualified at the end of it you have a qualification you know I paid 11 and a half for my master's for two years to be a qualified psychotherapist some coaches that I was here charging 15k for three months like are you mad are you like why are we in this world where this feels so normal please I just don't understand again make it make sense 
Um, but again, this is not to this coaching because I do feel like if you get a really, really good coach, like the coach I worked with, Rosie, she's incredible, amazing human being. She builds community. She cares about people. She's really integral. You know, she's amazing. But I just think these coaches are becoming very, very rare. And I think it's it's a shame. It is really a shame. So that's why for me going forward, business looks different and it feels different. And I'm here for the longevity and that feels really nice. So on that note, I am done. I don't know if that was a bit of a waffly episode. Maybe it was. But that was just kind of like my journey and my perspective of changing my business and the structure of my business. So like now... I am doing things my fucking way and it feels good. Like I don't offer box of support anymore in between sessions because you know what? As much as I love you all, I don't want consistent traumas and that energetic in my life when I'm also trying to create space to do a PhD and, you know, to keep my sanity and to keep learning and expanding. And I just, I just don't want that. And I don't want that. And at some point I might want that. But right now I don't want to be on Voxer coming in to a hundred messages. Like I also don't want, I want my clients to be more empowered and accountable. So I want them to go away in between sessions and hold themselves, coach themselves. You know what I mean? Like I want them to feel that, um, and that just feels really spaciousness at the minute, like just so fucking good in my body. And I'm just like, yes, yes, please. And you know what? It might change. There might be a point where I come on and I want to offer three months of coaching and that might feel good again and the price might increase. And I think my programs are going to be the things that are going to be the higher, the higher tiers. Now my programs and my retreats, because with those, you do get so much support because you have the vox not all the vox or whatever however I decide to do it but you have support in between sessions and I want us to build out that community feel and that like sister support so my programs will offer that in between and I'll reflect that in my price but I definitely won't add on 3k just for the sake of it (laughs) because you get support from me through the week And also it just feels like for me, dropping the price means I can just lower my expectations and the pressure on myself because, you know, even that just feels nice. Like, let's just go with the flow. I love that. (laughs) Just going with the flow and piecing it all together. So on that note, I'm going to go now because I feel like it's been a long episode and it's been a bit waffly, but please let me know what your biggest takeaway was and I look forward to um hearing your feedback on this episode I actually got a little bit I don't think I've ever spoken about this before these things before but it feels good to have done that and on that note my loves have a wonderful Sunday and I shall see you on the other side for another episode <laughs>